Hello, friends. Welcome to Casting Nets, a podcast about real life and living faith. I am one of your hosts, uh, Pastor Dave Rudot. I am very tired today, so this might be either my best podcast ever or my last podcast. I am here with Pastor Will Harley. Uh, we are talking about influencers, and our title for this 108th episode is Let Me Influence You. And uh, the question that we want to pose to you as we're looking at this topic is Who influences you? Your neighbor? or your social media, what you uh, uh, consume on social media. Are you, do you consider yourself an influencer? Are you more influential on social media? Or are you more influential in dealing with your neighbor? Uh, dear friend, you are listening to two pastors who are talking about real life. Uh, we're just sharing our conversations and our thoughts. We hold ourselves to the Bible and the Lutheran's confessions. But uh, some of the things that we're going to express today are our own opinions. Uh, we're just throwing them up against the wall, uh, talking back and forth, having conversation with one another. You are free uh, if we're looking if we're talking about something that you're uncomfortable with and saying, well, I'm not sure that's in the Bible or I'm not sure that's in the confession. Please uh, email us at castingknotspod at gmail.com. You can go on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page has a bunch of likes. You can contact us that way. Or you can talk to us in person, uh, either at Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Shirley or at St. John's Church in Maribel. Uh, talk to us face-to-face. -face. Or your last option is to listen to something else. Uh, you are free to, to live, uh, friend. I am really glad that uh, Pastor Will Harley has me on on this podcast because it gets me thinking about things I wouldn't normally think about or has an opinion on something I wouldn't normally have an opinion on. And today, the opinion, the topic is the idea of an influencer. Uh, at the start of all the social media, whether that be Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, uh, any kind of social media, ordinary people watched and commented on other ordinary people. And then ordinary people discovered they can uh, influence others and maybe even make some money on it. Uh, I was looking, reading a, a online article from Wired Magazine that talks about an influencer as someone who is, it's uh, a shorthand for someone who has the power to affect the buying habits or quantifiable actions of others by uploading some form of original or often sponsored content to social media platforms like Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, or LinkedIn, be it my, uh Photos, video reviews, meandering blogs, or blurry, soon-to-disappear stories, the value of the content in question is derived from the perceived authority and, most importantly, authenticity of its creator. So we've got uh, influencers. We have something called nano-influencers, which are people who have five, fifty thousand 50,000 followers or less, or micro-influencers, which are people who have a 1,000 followers or less. So that's the... That's the uh, introduction to what is an influencer well i would definitely say that our churches are what <clears throat> what we would call micro um influencers i mean with our 10 followers that we have for for our churches on our social media what, platforms. what does that make us like a pico or <laughs> that that 
that makes us bottom of the barrel. <laughs> that that kind of, you know, well, there's nothing else to watch. So five minutes into the service, uh, no, there's something better. Grass growing, yay! <laughs> um, for for I guess you know we we talk about influencers and and you brought this topic up um yesterday or last week as as this is where we sort of wanted to go for this week's course and and I thought about it and I think I thought you know. Where do we want to go with influencers and, and how does this want to actually work and, and how do we want to actually, I mean, what do you talk about when you talk about influencers? And and then you sent over the, uh, literally a page full of information um, with multiple pages linked to it with more information and, and I opened it, I, I sent you an email, said I got it and then I opened it actually yesterday and started reading through all the material and I'm thinking to myself, this is a lot of material. And it all kind of said the same thing, though, which is is that you have these people who are paid to give their opinions about stuff that really doesn't matter. And I, I think one of the things that really hit home to me was the the influencers that we that we see in in the world today have zero substance, and. And I think that is that is an amazing, um, I, I think shift. And 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 when you pose the question, you know, who should be our our influencers? These these media influencers, these influencers on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. I I, I think they become these these figureheads for stuff that really don't matter. And and the influencers that truly do matter and should matter in our life are now taking a second seat or or no seat at the table, um, because they are being overshadowed by these these mass media personifications. I guess I would take uh, exception to the idea that they're uh, advocating things that don't matter, because often these influencers are going to talk about uh, issues that are important for the day. But I will concede the point that oftentimes they're trying to sell you something. Uh, so, for example, um, I want to think of the guy. He was just in the news because he was demonetized from YouTube because of some allegations. Uh, James Charles was a YouTuber who was famous for uh, makeup, and he would do makeup and advocate certain, uh, I don't know why I know this, but uh, was reading all the stuff I, I gave you, uh, all those links. So just the, the fascinating thing about this guy who was, doing makeup for YouTube and has 25 million followers who are watching him put on makeup, but he was putting on makeup that he never even used or he was advocating for makeup that he didn't even use. Um, so in that sense, I would say stuff that doesn't matter because if our society and our culture is so fa- so focused on what we consume rather than the things that really matter, which is uh, showing uh, unselfish love towards one another and building each other up. Well, and, and I know what you're saying. And, and, and yes, I... I think we're both in agreement by saying that that the influencers who are trying to sell you a product are kind of the influencers that are useless. I mean, quite literally useless. You know, an influencer that's trying to sell me a pair of $150 shoes when I can go to Walmart and buy a $20 pair of shoes that'll last me six months, which is the exact same amount of time that $120 pair of shoes is going to last me. I don't need it. That, but, but I also would... I. I, I don't know if I'm necessarily wrong in saying that that the influencers that are in the mass media consumption are useless in all areas because I think they are. And the reason I say that is and, and I wouldn't I would include myself in this if I did it, which I don't. So I'm better. Um, 
<laughs> and I'm humble. <laughs> but 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 I would include them in that because these these influencers of mass media consumption that we have right now, these influencers that are surrounding us are influencers that are reactive, not proactive. These are these are influencers who they they see something happen in the world and they don't shut their mouth and stop and consider the ramifications of what they are going to say and they immediately go in and they they react. And and we see over and over and over the retractions that they have to make or over and over and over the times where they said, well, I misspoke on here and I really meant that. It's like, you know, just and, and, and I'm sorry, dear listener, if you think this is offensive, I'm nah, really not. Shut up for a minute and just sit on it. You yeah, know? there should be a flag of war when something happens that we would allow uh, all of the details of a story to play out before we talk on it or. There should be a 24 hours where you can retract something that you've said on uh, social media without any repercussions. I think that's my opinion. Well, and but and and then and I know you said that before the show that there should be this 24 hours. I think there should be just a 24 hour. You can't post anything after something major happens in the country for 24 hours. Nobody can talk about it and, and just let it trickle down and let you sit on it. Um, because, and, 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 and I, and I say this, I say this in the nicest possible way. Many, many pastors have lost or harmed their ministry because they've reacted too quickly to something but before they had all the facts, before they were able to to, to really formulate a, a good response, and they were forced into an area where they had to make a response. And and now we're seeing it in this mass production of of uh, social influencers where we have these people who, who really have no regard for anybody or anything and what do they do? They they sit there and they ramble on about things they are not even qualified to talk about. And and they're influencing thousands if you're a micro, nano, you know, maybe right. uh, you know 50,000, 10,000 or or if you're one of the major influencers, I mean you're 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 manipulating the minds and the opinions of all of these people and you have zero connection to any of them. Zero connection to any of them other than they follow your channel. Um, and and I, I there is something fundamentally wrong with that. I, I will confess that as a pastor, a lot, of, a lot of times you read the news and you go, I should really say something about this. And you have to force yourself to say, is this really advancing the, the cause of the gospel? And I, I would say that that would be a good warning for all of us as, as Christians. We are are so quick to well we have to say something with that i don't know what is that what is that i suppose it's the uh the need for attention uh the uh the um the dopamine hit that happens with all the people who like what you have to say or respond to what you say uh it is fed when you are responding quickly to a situation rather than letting the situation develop or letting the uh, the whole story develop before you say something. Well, you know, there is a term, and <clears throat> it is a big Latin term that we use in in church. Well, we don't really use it in church, but we use it in pastoral circles a lot. It's called the opinio legis, um, the opinion of our sinful nature that says, my opinion is really the the one that everyone wants or, or is the best. And this is what we see in, in these social influencers and in these, these media influencers is that you have... Uh, a bunch of people who really genuinely think because so many people follow me because they like the products that I'm selling or whatever the case. Like my opinions or like the way I phrase things. Right, exactly. That all of a sudden, my opinion now matters. And, okay, you know, I am, I'm an arrogant person. I realize that. I know that that's one of my shortcomings. But I am not that arrogant 
to think that my opinion is better than than anyone else's opinion. And and maybe it's just because it's a humbling factor of God's law that says <laughs> you're nothing and he's everything. And and that I keep coming back to and 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 using as my my springboard to say you know the 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 thoughts of 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 man's heart are evil all the time uh, and and our ideas are not God's ideas and I am reminded over and over and over again our own weakness maybe that has has really framed for me this idea that my opinion really doesn't matter you know when people come to church they don't come to church to hear my opinion they come to church to hear God's word um and and it is my job and privilege to keep my opinion to myself so that God's word can shine. And and I, I really take that seriously because as an influencer, and, and I think pastors are, maybe not as much today as they used to be, but as an influencer to, to those who come to church, we have to be really careful that we separate our opinion from fact. And, and if we cannot say this is fact, and, and what we would say from the pulpit, thus says the Lord, we shouldn't be saying it, really. I think there is also a role in uh, a pastor in uh, this whole, and we've kind of been dancing around this issue of uh, the authenticity of the influencer and the authenticity, authenticity of the pastor, where we, when we're expressing God's truth from the pulpit or in Bible class, uh, there's sometimes there's a disconnect because people are saying, well, he's just paid to say that. Whereas if a pastor is on social media and is uh, in, engaging with his members or engaging with social media, they're seeing a real-life person. Or two pastors uh, sitting across from each other on a desk in St. John Maribel on a podcast called Casting Nets. We are being authentic and sharing our opinions on things. Uh, that isn't necessarily um, a bad thing that uh, people see us for who we really are, but at the same time, at the same at the same point we also recognize that we have a sinful nature that thrives on this and says people want to listen to me or they want to hear my voice rather than God's voice or they want to hear my take on it i i'm so much smarter than anybody else who's who's talking about this issue that i will talk about it in a way that nobody else has talked about before well and and i agree with you and 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 I, and and let's talk a little bit about authenticity because i think authenticity is an important thing and integrity is an important thing that you don't have in the social media network <clears throat> in the in any other social media areas so let's talk a little bit our our whole entire podcast since you you brought it up uh, the 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 theme of our podcast is real life living faith that that's kind of our theme and and the goal here has never been, as we talked about uh, in in the podcast, um, saying, "Look at me, I'm holier than thou," or "Look at me, I'm better than you." It is learn from my mistakes, realize that I'm a person too, and yet yet by God's grace, I am living in the vocation that God has given to me. But that is a totally different influence than than the person that I will never see in my entire life. You see. When we are doing that, like, like in the case of this podcast or in the, or in the case when you're on social media, because you, you are on Facebook, you do post things on Facebook a lot more than I do, and that's fine. But the difference is everybody who follows you knows where to find you. They, they can walk into your church and they can see the person who stands in the pulpit and the person who stands behind the podium in the, in the Bible class and the person that, that they can go over and have a beer with at the parsonage is the same person. 
and is the same Note person. Note to self, buy some beer. Exactly. For when you want to come, <laughs> he's buying it for you, so come and have a beer with him, and we'll look at his chickens. <laughs> but it's... He does have chickens, by the way. Um, but as we as we have that opportunity, I mean, you you you're not hidden, okay? You're right. not. I mean, you are you are a public figure, and 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 this is where I think that the difference is. You are a public figure that is easily found, and so am I. Anybody can walk into my church and they know where I am. They can they know where I'm going to be on a Sunday. I mean, it's pretty much scripted. Um, guess where guess where pastor's going to be on Sunday? He's going to be in church. Um, you know, where is he going to be after church? He's going to be teaching Bible study. You know, where is he during the week? He's in his office and, and, and or making visits and people can interact with you and they know who you are. Um, you know, and so I think there's a difference between saying that, 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 that we're just this voice floating around on the internet as opposed to being, you know, we're a person, we, we're, we're people, we, we are living real life. We're struggling with real things. And, and we're trying to show how we can live faith and encourage someone else in doing that. Now, that being said, I'll still be the first to say, and, and so would you, that the, the views and opinions that I share are my views and opinions. Unless I say, thus says the Lord, here it is, that's not an opinion, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it is opinion, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But, but you know, you go on and, and you hear all over the media all of these things that are conjecture. And they're given as fact. And then they have other fake people who who fact check to say, oh, look at this fact. And then all of a sudden, six months later or less, it's like, oh, that wasn't really a fact. But no one goes back and recants. No one goes back and apologizes. People's lives are destroyed. Um, people's opinions are misled. And and I think this, this is just a, a huge problem within our society. And, and the problem comes back down to the original question, which... Who should be the influencer in your life? Right. You had a lot of overgeneralizations there, but... Uh, I am I, known for that. <laughs> I paint with a very wide brush. brush. <laughs> uh, there are, uh, I think one of the fascinating things about looking at all the articles and that I, I learned before that I didn't learn before, which is why it's, it's a good thing I'm in this podcast because I'm learning things that I haven't learned before. It's just the idea of the nano and the micro-influencers where everything that you said about, well, should I listen to somebody's voice who's a thousand miles away who has no connection to me whatsoever? Or should I listen to the person who is that I uh, went to school with or the person that I have some sort of loose connection with, which is the, the micro uh, influencer who's only has maybe, you know, 50,000, I mentioned that before, 50,000 followers or the, or the nano influencer who has only 5,000 followers where it was fascinating to see in all of these business articles, how they're seeing the ad, tremendous ad potential for those groups rather than the huge million followers uh, such as the, uh, James Charles or uh, in recently LeBron James, he you know, had a million followers and he is known for uh, speaking his opinion on things. And I'm not picking on LeBron James because there's plenty of Hollywood types or sports uh, celebrities who are expressing their opinions on social media where it was fascinating to me to see how uh, influencers – are, it's getting smaller and smaller as our society is becoming more fractured and more siloed into the, your, your own little camps. Uh, this, this, this is something that's not going away. This is not a fad that is only here for a little time. This is something that's going to continue, especially since uh, the pandemic has really brought a lot of people more towards the social media for looking for um, uh, 
what do you want to say, their, their social outlet is in, in an online form rather than in person. So I, I, I know I paint with a very wide brush, and, my, and, and, and the brush that I paint with makes very, very vivid and wonderful colors um, <clears throat> as it smears everything. But, but I, th- I, think, I think I'm going to quote from, from uh, one of our other co-hosts on, on, this, on our podcast from um, Pastor Winsberger, Don Winsberger, and he says that one of his famous quotes is, stay in your lane. And I think this is where, where influencers need, all influencers need to, to really take note. And that is, when I speak, I'm going to probably be speaking about religious things and spiritual matters because that's my training, that's my passion, that's my love, that's where I have my, my education, um, that's where my job is. I'm staying in my lane. I, I am. Even on this podcast when we're talking about all these different things, but we're talking about living faith and how do we encounter this with, with, with scripture and, and eventually we will bring up scripture in this in this podcast <laughs> <clears throat> because because there's a connection. We're staying in our lane. You're not gonna see me wane philosophical on politics. I'm not a politician. I have my own political opinions. You have your own political opinions, but I'm not gonna share that. I'm not going to share that from the pulpit. I'm not going to share that from from any place where it's going to connect with my with my my career. I might share that with somebody who has a beer with me sitting across from the table at my house or while we're outside gathered around a car. I might share my political op- uh, opinion, but I'm not going to influence somebody um in 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 a in a professional way on something that I am not trained in nor am I an expert in because that is just that that's ingenuine. It really is ingenuine. And and I think this comes back down to to you know, when we're seeking out mentors, <clears throat> when we're when we're seeking out people who will influence us and, and the people the, the voices we want to hear, we really need to be seeking out maybe multiple influencers for the different areas in our life that we need. So if you if you are a sports player like LeBron James, um you know, I would expect you to be influencing kids and people to eat healthy, to exercise, to practice, to uh, find the drive, to to uh, accomplish great things through your your abilities, and 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 even if you don't think you have an ability, just to continue to drive forward to 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 be the best you can be. I would expect that. I would not expect him to be a, a commentatorist on on social matters. Or a commentator on political matters. He, it's not his field. It's it's not his area. I I wouldn't go to him for that. You know, it's like going to Ben Shapiro. If you ever if you listen to the uh, if you ever listen to news stations and he's on on the Daily Wire. Um, I like Ben Shapiro, but I'm not going to go to Ben Shapiro for religious advice. Not because he's not a religious person. That's not his field of study. He's a lawyer who does political commentary. That's his. That's what he does now. I think we need to gather around people who are going to influence us in the areas that we are interested in who have actual, I, 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 I think, I think what, what I mean? you're touching on is the, the idea, the idea of having an influence or having somebody in your life who has an influence on you is a biblical concept. And I was thinking of this, uh, that was in the, in the, uh, did I get that right? 
a little bit. I, I mean, yes, definitely that 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 the idea of influencing is a biblical concept. But but I think it goes beyond there. It's not just influencing in every area, but it's influencing in the areas that that are specific. Right. Okay. So the areas I was thinking of Titus chapter two, where uh, the Apostle Paul is talking to the to Titus in the work of his congregations, and uh, he is encouraging his congregation to be influencers on each other. Uh, just listen from Titus chapter two, starting at verse two, where it says. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way that they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to too much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, to be subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled in everything. Set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. And then it uh, talks about... Um, but anyway, but just the idea of there are people that God has designed to be in our life to help us to be better people. And if the influencers that you are looking at, if they're not helping you to be a better person, but instead helping you to get more angry about something or to be more upset about something, that might not be what is God had in mind when he had gave us a community to interact with. Well, and, and I think you, you hit the nail right on the head in that last statement, a community to interact with. Um, so, okay, going on that, I would say let's, let's focus on the nano-influencer or the micro-influencer. I would even say the micro is too big. The nano-influencer, somebody who is, uh, who is able to be interacted with on a very personal level. You know, from what you read from Titus, Paul isn't saying, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to hear about a lady who was told to you by another lady or that you followed on a scroll who talked to you about, no, he says, I want you to observe the life of the ladies who are there with you and who are living their faith and who are good examples. And I want you to use them as this influence. You know, the people that we are, we are in connection with as we grow in this area. And I think those are, that's a healthy influence. I, 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 I'm a firm Similarly, yeah, talk about the guys too. Well, in, the similar, in, in, a, in, in a similar way, I think that guys should have healthy influences. You know, we, we, today's society is filled with, with a lot of our young people going to, to all of these stars and, and movie stars and sports stars especially and saying, I'm going to model my life. At, you know what? Whatever happened to the days of, I want to be like my dad or I want to be like my uncle or, you know what, I've been coming to church and I've been seeing one of the elders who, who you know, is in church and he's always there and he's, he's ready to help. And, you know, um, he's the grandfather of a really good friend of mine and he has nothing but nice things to say. I want to model myself after that and I want to sit down and learn from him. Um, we have, but on both sides, we have the older people who stop talking because they think the younger people don't care. And we have the younger people who don't seek out the wisdom of the older because they're looking and they're like, well, they're from a different generation. They just don't understand. No, they get it. They just don't care. They, they get it. They get the problems of youth. They get the problems of what's going on, but they've realized that's not the end of the world. And there's a lot more out there and a lot better things to focus on. And that's a good lesson for you to learn. And it's a good lesson for you to take influence of. You know, I, I, we have a privilege as being pastors, and this is just a short story. And, and 
and you can comment on it if you want. But we have the privilege of being, uh, uh, as being pastors, to go and do visits. We do home visits, and we especially do shut-in visits. And I love shut-in visits. Um, I, I love shut-in visits because typically the the shut-ins that we go to visit are older, right? Typically they're older, and you get some of the greatest life lessons from those from those ladies and sometimes from the men most often the the shut-ins are, are, are the older ones are ladies because ladies have a blessing of living longer um, men we die shorter lives because we burn out um, but but that, that besides the point I remember sitting at the feet of one lady 103 103 years old um, and she just the stories the things that she understood um, I had another lady, uh, uh, she was 100 years old, and she would tell me about something so innocuous as as the appropriate way to plant tomatoes that she learned from her neighbor across the alley when she was a teenager, or or the times when she went through the depression and she worked with her dad because her dad was the only one with a job and they had two other families living with them inside their house and they were trying to support them all and he would go and he would do odd jobs around town and paint and 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 she would follow him and help and and just those lessons of hard work and those lessons of of family and those lessons of of you know it was important that we were in church and it was more, and it wasn't just important that we heard God's word and i remember this i i remember i remember hearing this she would sit down and she would she would say uh, her name was Claudine by the way and she would sit down and she would say it wasn't just about going to church and hearing God's word it was it was the time where we got to really help the other people that we hadn't seen all week it was the only time we came into town it was the only time we heard from them and and we needed to be there they would have meals together um they would do all these things she would tell stories about how there was never a day that the pastor or never a sunday that the pastor did not have an invitation or two to go to someone's house so that he could be a part of their lives and that they could continue the conversation of what they heard in church you know the the just the focus of finding good influence and and those are the stories that that you heard from from I I not to get it off topic but just an aged influencer who has no idea about social media whatsoever but but just it's the world to to spend time at their feet and learn you brought up a great topic let's just you and I just talk about people who have influenced us in our lives and maybe our listeners can think of this will help prime our listeners to also think about people in their lives who have influenced them and just to compare it to uh, the social media influencers, all of the things that they're uh, consuming on social media, just to compare the two, which, which one is, has more influence or which one really has more value to you? Uh, first of all, who is someone who, uh, maybe you've already gave your answer already, but uh, who is someone who has influenced you as a person? So this would have to be someone, they may have passed away already, but someone who has been in your life who has influenced you as a person. Well, I can't I can't mention my immediate family just for the simple fact that that um, uh, we're going to have other podcasts coming up in the hopper here that that are going to be talking more about family. So I, w- I will keep those out of the, the realm of, of discussion. Um, I, I would have to say that that, you know, I'm I can't say I'm super old. Um, and, and and so I think things in my life, finding that equal me in, equal medium of, of who influenced me the most is, is difficult. Um, 
I had a couple of influencers that I have to say uh, changed my idea of things. My first one was um, when I was in fifth grade. Um, I had a teacher by the name of Mrs. Cops. And uh, um, how that all worked out is I had gone from the public school um, and went into a private school. And and Mrs. Cops was the, was the um, substitute teacher in the public school. And she was mean. I mean, like really mean um nobody liked her as a substitute teacher in the public school and then I went to the private school and that year that I was at the private school she got a full-time teaching position at that private school it was a it was a non-denominational school um and non-denominational Christian school and she became my full-time teacher for that entire year um I thought I was gonna die quite literally because I it was the worst um but what I found out and, and was a, a huge influence, what I found out is that she was tough, really tough, and she was really firm, but she was fair. And and I will never forget that, that she was fair, that that she she always gave you um she always gave you the benefit of the doubt. She always, always um had it in her her mind the betterment of the student and what was what was going to get you to learn the best and 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 yeah she was firm in 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 making sure you you learned your stuff and she held you accountable but that accountability was was never grounded on vindictiveness or she didn't like you or even if she didn't like you she still was fair with you so that was probably like my first influencer where i would say you know this is this is this is new i never really had that um yeah. All right. So my influencer for someone who has influenced me as a person who's made me a better person just by being in my in my life is my uh, grade school basketball coach. Uh, his name was Lyle Jandry. And uh, he was actually the first person who opened my eyes to the idea of vocation. He would take me back and forth uh, to basketball practice in his uh, Jeep Wrangler, just loud Jeep Wrangler with loud music. And uh, one of the times when we were driving back and forth, uh, he would he talked to me about what I wanted to be when I grew up. And uh, he said he said to me, he said, I can't spell, but I can put an engine together. You, I can put, take an engine apart and put it back together. I don't need a manual, no problem, but I can't spell. You, He was talking to me because I think he sensed because I was a little frustrated because I'm a clumsy guy and I was uh, should have been better at basketball than I was uh, just based on all the other ki- my fellow classmates. But I was just... I was a big guy, clumsy. I fouled a lot. A lot of the games that I was in, I was just a little too aggressive and couldn't hide my fouls as well as the other guy could. So I fouled out of games, and we only had a team of only uh, six or seven guys. So when one of us fouls out, that really cripples the team. But uh, the conversation that we had together really influenced me just because he helped me understand that uh, that God has called us to different vocations and that there is... And I, I, get, I didn't think of it at the time, but now thinking back, he, he was such a powerful influence in that way that he recognized that we have different gifts and different abilities, and we can still use them to the glory of God. And speaking of, of vocational um, influencers, and, and since you wanted to go there, I will, I, will, I will follow that track of vocational influencers. Um, when I was, was getting ready for college— um, 
I didn't know really what I wanted to do. And I was, I was, I was asked by a lot of things, or, or I should say it was brought up by a lot of people that maybe I should go into the ministry. So I did, I went into the ministry to study, um, and, and was following through all those tracks. And, and through that time, I was, I would have to say I was let down by a lot of pastors. I, I, as I got more into studying of the ministry and, and studying things, and I saw the way that pastors lived, I had a, I had a lot less respect for them than I probably should have. And then I got into my vicarage and, um, when I was in my vicarage, the, the, my, my presiding pastor who was over my vicarage and I did not see eye to eye, um, at all. Like it it was not good. It was not a good situation. And, and by December of my vicar year, I remember my, my, my presiding pastor saying, um, my, my teaching pastor saying, um, you have to change yourself because the person you are is not good enough to be a pastor. And he said, and if you don't change within the next couple of weeks, you're out. And I remember... This was in the LCMS? No, this oh. was in the Wells. And um, I, I, I was... It was horrible. It was horrible. And so I called um, the seminary, and I talked with my advisor, and I don't know if you know him, um, Alan Sorum, uh, Pastor... Mm-hmm. And teacher Alan Sorum, and uh, <clears throat> he said to me, he says, uh, and I just remember these words. He said to me, he goes, he goes, Will, he says, the synod needs you. He says the synod needs a person with your personality, and a person with your guts, and a person with your 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 way of doing things. And he said, for the time, do whatever it takes, so that you get there. So, so that the synod can benefit from a person like you. And I didn't understand that, but he bent over backwards to make sure that I could, I could, I could make this work. And I, I made it through, I made it through the, the vicarage, I made it through the last year of seminary, and I, I get called out to, to South Dakota. And, and I remember walking into uh, um, Pastor Wentland's office, and he says, we're going to send you to, uh, he, well, this was, I didn't really receive a call at call day. I went down to Kenosha and served there for a little bit. And then, and then I got a call to South Dakota and I remember walking in and, and into uh, pastor Wentland's office. And he said, the reason you're going to South Dakota is because you can say no. That, that was, that's why we're sending you there. You can say no. And I got out there and I, I was introduced to at that time, my circuit pastor, uh, pastor Paul White and pastor Paul White was very much like me. In, in many, many ways. And he helped reinforce that it was okay to have my personality and, and, and the way I treated things and thought about things and still be in the ministry. And then uh, Pastor White got a call somewhere else, and I got another pastor that came in, which you know very well and I know very well, which was Pastor Don Winsberger. And Don Winsberger is like the clone. I'm like his clone. I mean, like, you know, he, he, he is me many years down the I mean, like, I mean, he's old. So it's many years down the road. I, I, I am him. And, and our personalities were so much the same. And, and, and it just resonated with the fact that I can serve God's kingdom. And I can be a very effective pastor without changing who I am because this is the way God made me to be. Now, I'm not saying that, that you know, being a jerk is, is, I'm not saying that. But I have a personality. I do. And it's just who I am. And it's just what I am. And I don't have to be different. In fact, I would do more harm to the ministry if I was acting differently 
than if I am myself in, in the ministry. And that was something that I think was a huge influence on me is, is to say, this is okay and good and, and God pleasing that, that this happens. That's uh well, that brings up an interesting story for me as well as uh, someone who has influenced uh, me, my uh, uh, college advisor. When I was in college, uh, my father, who was a pastor for 27 years, passed away. And uh, I decided to go back to college. I was a, a junior in college at the time. Went back to college right away after he passed away. Didn't really ha- give myself time to grieve. I just uh, came home for Thanksgiving, buried my dad, went back to school, had exams in two weeks, threw myself back into the studies. But sometime during my senior year, all of that caught up to me, and uh, I just felt trapped and thinking, uh, my personality is not fit for being in the pastoral ministry. And uh, so I let it be known that I was not going to the seminary. And my my advisor at the time was Professor Tom Nass. I met with me every week for I don't know how long, and he would, every time I'd come in there, I'd give him a new reason why I shouldn't be a pastor. And every week in his gentle way, he would tell me, there are a lot of different types of personalities of pastors out there. Not to say that our personality is somehow gives us permission to be jerks or to not uh, love our people the way that we're supposed to love them, but God calls human beings to be pastors. He calls people who have different personalities, different styles, different interests, into the, the ministry to help God's people because God's people are many and varied. They're not, it's not a cookie-cutter um, um, membership, members in our congregation. It's not cookie-cutter pastors as well. So I think you don't necessarily get that when you are getting someone, an influencer online, because if you're following people who are absolutely like you in every way, then you don't see that uh, there's any other place for you or that they're you would say, well, this is the people that are like me. This is what they think. Or this is the people that have the same personality or same interests. This is what they do. So therefore, I should do that. But we have people around us, our community around us, to, to help us see that, uh, that we um, are here for each other. We're here to build each other up so that we would be better people, better Christians, that we would... Uh, be lights in the world around us. And and I and I just want to piggyback off that because, you know, there was a time in, in when I first started ministry that that I would not have sat across the table from another pastor because I had that low of a standard uh, or, or an opinion of them because I was I felt as if I was so different from them that that there would be no common ground. And now I'm sitting be across the table working with where we're fundamentally different people. But I consider you to be a very good friend and, and someone that I can talk with. And then I, I have. I've called mm. on numerous times and, and bounced ideas off of. And we, we totally approach things from totally different ways. I mean, you are you are definitely a person who who uh, sits there, looks up into the sky and grabs the ideas from the clouds. And, and there you are. I'm a person where let's talk it out <laughs> at some point through the conversation. I'll figure it out. <laughs> As I as I sort of put all my 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 thoughts together, we're different people, and that's okay. My my first instinct when I approach something is far different than yours, and 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 there's many times where where you know you have told me, okay, taper back a little bit, and there's times that I probably told you, nope, let's engage a little bit, and 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 you know, to to have that mentor and to have that influence, you know, from both of us, I think is a is a beautiful working relationship. But it's one of those relationships that's bound on integrity and it's bound on authenticity and it's bound in the fact that that I am I am not looking for your next upload. I can call you 
and and I when when I need it now, when I need to have that influence now, or I need to have that 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 help now, you are available um, as I am uh, for you and for other pastors that that are in the area. Um, that's what makes an influencer, I, I think, so vitally important. I, I want to share. Not that I, I want to derail our conversation on this, but I, but I think it's important to go back to God's word because because God does place this idea of influencers into his word in a, in a very appropriate place. And I want to take us to First uh, Corinthians chapter 4, and I want to start at verse 6, and I'm just going to sort of bop around, but I'm, I'm going to start at verse 6, and then I'm going to go to verse 14 in First Corinthians chapter 4. And Paul says this, he says, Brothers, I turned these things into a lesson using myself and Apollos as examples. I did this for your benefit so that you may learn from us not to go beyond what is written. Then you will not be arrogant, favoring one person over the other. Verse 14, he then says, I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my dear children. Indeed, even if you would have 10,000 guardians in Christ, you would not have many fathers. I say this because in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. I urge you, therefore, be imitators of me. Um, and what is Paul? What is Paul saying? Paul's saying, you know, look at my life, interact with with what I have been interacting with, and and mimic that, imitate that. That's what an influencer is. Um, and and notice, go back and notice what Paul's life was. It wasn't always glamorous and great. It was at one time I persecuted God's people. At one time I presided over their arrest and and in some cases even their stoning. Um, I, I was the least qualified to probably do this job, not because of education, but because I hated it. I hated them. And yet, yet Christ turned my life around. Christ turned my life around by interacting with me, uh, by, by sending his spirit to change my heart through the word and the sacraments. Um, and, and what happened, I, my eyes were opened to this truth, and now I live for this, this job. Um, and, and you want to talk about someone who's auth, uh, who is authentic. Paul's authentic. Uh, never once does he say, uh, look at me because I'm so great. No, he says, look at me because I'm so bad. And yet God is still using me um, and, and, and changed my life around. Uh, one of the things in the article that you had brought up uh, that you'd shared with, with us uh, or shared with me was, was that the, the, the problem of, of the use of Photoshop um, that changes the way people look and and the different use of of how they film themselves changes what they or the fact that they look like they're on fire for a product that they were just hired to to sell and and then you have all these fake comments that can come on there and it's like i i think there is something in our society that is that is systemically wrong i'm going to use that word for my purpose <laughs> systemically wrong when we start looking to people we will never interact with in life to be the the um, influencing force and the mentors for how we want to be. Yeah. So, dear listeners, we're, uh, if we if we have this uh, takeaway from what we're talking about, having an influencer in your life, having a mentor, having a coach, is not necessarily sinful. But where are you getting it from? Uh, what are some of the characteristics of a good mentor for you? These are some questions you need to ask yourself. But and then uh, and also heed what Will was just talking about. A lot of the influencers that we are seeing on the social media. Not to say that they're all bad, but there's a lot of fakery going on. There's a lot of manipulation going on. There's a, uh, You think they're authentic, but they aren't. Or you think they really like a product, but they're just paid to like a product. 
Um, that is something that we have to deal with in our lives. It's, it's an example of sin taking the ideal of God and twisting it into something else. Uh, taking the ideal of having a community that's meant to build each other up and then twisting it into so that the, I use this community to build myself up or to, to uh, advance my uh, interests. Well, and, and I, think, I think it goes beyond that too. And, and maybe we can ask this of our listeners and I'll ask this of you. Um, is, it, is it not, okay, let me try to rephrase this question. Is it better to have an influencer and a mentor that you can interact with or one that, that you wait on what they'll feed you? <laughs> that's an excellent question. I think I, that's a good way to, to, as we're, are we about ready to wrap up the show? Uh, we got about 12 minutes. We got about 12 minutes. So this is a good topic. Uh, uh, I, um, we, I think we have danced around this issue of in-person versus online and, can somebody who is online really be truly authentic? I, possibly. I think for myself, when I think of my own social media presence, when we did the podcast on uh, your social media and things of that nature, it got me thinking, obviously this one has got me thinking too, what am I sharing on social media? What am I inclined to share is always the good stuff, always the successes, always the uh, I'm proud of my kids for this or I'm proud of, of this happening rather than being real. And saying, this is what I'm struggling with now, with the realization of, of that the struggles that we have as pastors or as, as individuals should always uh, be bringing up Christ and saying, hey, I'm struggling like, like Paul does all the time. Uh, when I am weak, then I am strong. I got this thorn in my side, but God has, has shown me that even in this difficulty, he is working in my life and that his power is more complete when... Uh, <laughs> when things aren't going that well, because then we don't get such a big head about ourselves and our own abilities. But, but I, and, and I agree with that. And, and I, and I guess I, I should probably say an answer to my own question. Is it possible for somebody who is, is, is a social influencer on social media to, to be there for the people to ask specific questions and not just feed them things? Yes, it is possible. Um, I, I, I think, you know, Facebook does some of that where where maybe in a in a nano influencer or a micro influencer way, someone could to IM you or some IM sound to think message you, or they could they could put a comment in there and you can write back a comment. Um, I think that does happen, and I, I think it can happen, but but I I still think the question needs to be needs to be said that we are so easily swayed by what we're fed instead of instead of um, pursuing questions. That truly are 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 questions that are are pressing in on us in our heart and mind and soul. Um, I look at and I have read. I've I've been reading more and more of Augustine, Saint Augustine, and and he talks about the influence that Ambrose had on him. And Ambrose, um, who was his pastor, by the way, um, who baptized him, and um, and, and his importance. Ambrose's importance wasn't in what Ambrose spoke to him from the pulpit, although that was important. Ambrose's importance was, uh, in the words of Augustine, he was a father to him. In other words, when when Augustine was lost and he needed answers, he could turn to Ambrose and Ambrose would would confront those those issues and talk with him. 
um, when he did something foolish, Ambrose would 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 tell him, "You did something foolish," and and lead him to a better place instead of shame and chastise him uh, for 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 what was done. Um, and I think that is the influence that we really need in our life, and and, and that's an influence. I, I still come back down to it. It's an influence that that you can only get with someone that you can have regular contact with and that you can build that relationship with. Um, just this week, you know, I, we were, we were going through our tech study and I had a question about, a, a, a you know, an idea that we had discussed when we had translated the text. And then I had, I doing more research and doing more commentary research. It, it didn't seem like maybe it was a, a, a general shared opinion. So what did I do? I called you and you, you didn't say, Oh, I don't have time for him. You know, you, you, you actually picked up the phone and, and, and engaged in a 10 minute conversation that maybe you didn't have a problem with because you weren't even thinking about that. But that's, that's what I'm talking about. Those are those, that's the influencers that we want in our life who take the time uh, and say, well, you just listen to what I want to give you. No, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to come and meet you in this part of your life and talk about what you need to talk about because you need to talk about it. Um, and thanks for the high praise. Uh, I, I would, going back to Titus too, that's the same idea of the, when you're talking to women, Titus, when you're instructing your women, help them to be better and in one sense, reacting to the people around them, but in the other sense saying, these are the ideals that we should be, uh, sharing with one another, that we should be, uh, um, for the, the, uh, the husbands, uh, what was it again? I didn't, I, um, I got the first Corinthians looked up on my app. So, ah, uh, that's just me getting a little sleep. This is me unraveling here at the end of the podcast. Uh, uh, where, where was I? You were talking about, um, how that connects with Paul's words to Titus. Okay. Now he's going to look it up. Now I'm going to look it up here. And that's Okay. He is, you know, it's like uh, I've ever uh, heard the band Weezer, Undone the Sweater song. That is that is definitely Dave right now. Undone the Sweater. <laughs> undone. <laughs> Completely undone. Uh, as he's talking with uh, with ladies, he's saying, you know, teaching them to, to be temperate, respect, self-control. I guess I feel like we're uh, going too hard on the ladies. But on the other side, where he talks about encouraging young men to be self-controlled, uh, how how can you teach someone else to be self-controlled unless you're reacting to what's going on in their life or interacting with someone who's going on in your life? Uh, a person online really can't teach you how to be self-controlled because they're not with you. So just the, uh, the uh, advantage of having somebody in your life who can be a good influencer is somebody who has to be in your life rather than somebody who is spoon-feeding something from you online. Not to say that people online can't be influencers that you can't, uh, get information from them, but understand what you're doing. You're taking the ideal that God has put in his word and you're, it's, you're adapting it, you're twisting it. And whenever you adapt or twist God's ideal, it may not come out the way that God intended. Well, and, and I think this is something that, that pastors need to have in their life. And I think everyone else should have in their life too, is, um, one person, a handful of people that they know that they can talk to, that when when they hear something, when they are when when something's going on where all of a sudden raises the blood pressure, they can bounce it off of them and talk about it 
and and bring that down before they they div, they give a very formal reaction. And they need to be able to have somebody that's not going to judge them and hold them accountable for for those times. Um, I'll be honest. I I, I think that uh, um, in in the area out here, I definitely have you and 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 have Pastor Hefner for that. But I also have Pastor Winsberger that I can I can rely on, and I know that I can come and I can I can do something where my blood pressure is high. I can I can spit it out, and you're not going to be like, dang man. You know, I don't think you're qualified to be, you know, you'll take it with a grain of salt and say, okay, let's settle down. Let's refocus. Let's look at all the facts. Um, but I, but I also would say that, that, you know, in certain congregations and, and I hope to build those relationships here in, in St. John and Maribel, it's only been here a year, so it's, it's difficult to do that. But I know when I was in winter, I had that, um, I had a couple of people in the congregation I could do that with where where uh, one of them Gary Schmidt wonderful wonderful guy a uh, good good friend even still today um where you know something would go on in the congregation or something would go on and 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 he he would come and talk with you because he knew it it was going to be an issue or, or and he would sit down and say okay let's talk about this so that you don't say anything that shouldn't be said or, or you know what, so that we can get it all out in the open, um, and and just voice it and then move on, um, and and he was such a a, a wonderful sounding board, and it worked the other way too. When he would have issues, he would come and he would say, Pastor, can we talk about this? Knowing that I wasn't going to hold it against him, that he had a question about that, and, and that's the mentor, that's the influence, right? Um, being influenced in 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 good and healthy ways, um, that you're learning to live your faith in real life. Um, in, in, in confronting these things. Um. So, dear listener, as you've li- listened to our podcast today, the, cop- the podcast today was Let Me Influence You, as we talked about real life and living faith. Uh, hopefully it gives you some thought as you're thinking about whether you are an influencer or where you're getting your influences from. And uh, in, in all of these things, how can we not be more influenced than through Jesus and his word? And so let's be in God's word as well.